Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Yay! Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy season six. Yes. Happy New Year. All of the above. Because we know it's been a minute, y'all. It has been a minute. And it's been a journey. So (laughs) we have a lot to catch up with you all on. Uh, But yes, first off, great seeing you, LaToya. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, January was a bit of a rough month for me um, recovering. medically i had to have a surgery so it's been it's been a journey it's been a rough month but i'm finally um starting to feel more like myself Um, finally praise god for that girl yeah it's it's real it's real i tell you uh yeah i i did not have a procedure or anything in january it was very full though we had a lot of we did some traveling at the actually right at the top of the year so i actually went to new jersey i had not been to my husband's hometown before in all our years of dating or marriage so it was awesome to see where he grew up um and of course meet some of his family members that i hadn't well i think i had seen all or met all of his family members that we visited with but it had been a minute nonetheless so all that to say uh it was great to see him and his his stomping grounds and then kind of hit the ground running when we got back like back-to-back meetings i started a leadership uh coaching program um applied for graduate school a lot a lot of so and then in the midst of all that i was like okay i felt like my body was like okay you know you need to slow your roll right you need to slow your roll so i was like okay let me just get through one, two, three more days, and then I'm going to chill out. And my body was like, nope, you're going to chill out right now. So after about almost three years, girl, the vid finally caught me. I was out with COVID. So oh, wow. it's been a two-week recovery. Um, and of course, they say rest is the best um, you know, prescription or, or best thing to do, especially if you don't have any major symptoms. And thankfully, I just had cold symptoms so um i you know was able to rest in quarantine my husband did not test positive so he was actually holding down the fort taking care of me so i was grateful for that grateful for him um finally tested negative and i'm trying to get somewhat back into my routine but at the same time it's a process so just pacing myself and you know not trying to jump back in you know full speed ahead but giving myself grace. So it has been a full month, y'all, needless to say. So apologies for the delay, but we are back for season six and we're excited. We're ready to connect with y'all. So here we go. Here we go. Yes. So today we are sipping tea. That's how yes. we are with our opening season episodes. So we'll be catching up today. 
Yes. And so for those of you that may or may not know, T for us stands for truth, events, and advice. Okay. So we're going to be touching on all three of those today. All right. And we're going to start off with truth. So of course, we are officially in the month of love, also known as Black History Month, February. And so uh, you know, I think a lot of people, whether they're single or married, kind of start to feel a little anxious about the whole, am I in a relationship? Am I not in a relationship? You know, do I love myself? Do I not love myself? That whole kind of thing, you know, is is Valentine's Day a big deal? Is it not? And so I really wanted us to kind of talk about our journey. Like, first of all, do you celebrate Valentine's Day? Like, or is it just another day on the calendar? Like, what do you think? For me, we do celebrate Valentine's Day. Now, each Valentine's, from year to year, it looks mm -hmm. differently. Mm -hmm. um, when we didn't have kids, we did, you know, we were able to like celebrate it in big proportions and like really spoil each other and demonstrate our love for one another. And then as our household continued to grow, it became harder and harder to find uh, babysitters on the actual day. Of course, yeah. So sometimes, you know, we'll celebrate, like go out and stuff maybe before or after the actual mm -hmm. day. Or we do like, um, like a nice dinner at the house um, and, you know, like, Ryan's love language is gifts. So he always like gives me nice gifts and things like that. So yes, we do celebrate it. And I think it's, I think it's, uh, if you don't choose to celebrate it, I think if you have another day on the calendar, um, just being like intentional about like showing uh, your love for one another. But I think it's a, a great reminder um, so that's why I like celebrating that. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, I will say we do, we celebrate Valentine's Day. I think over the years, we've almost say more recently, we've tried to be intentional about it because uh, my husband loves to remind me of this. Like literally the top of the year, like the first quarter is, is uh, it's like, it's like celebration palooza in Dawsonville because after the holidays, of course, um, and even right before the holidays is, is his birthday, but then we've got the holidays and then we've got Valentine's Day and then we've got our anniversary and then we've got my birthday. So he's always like, oh, I'm sweating bullets over these first few months of the year because I don't know, you know, what to do on this day or that day. And I want to do something special. I want to do something different. So we really try to be more thoughtful and intentional with our gifts. And then also, too, I've tried to um, reciprocate as much as possible because Valentine's Day, if it's a day of love, then it should, in my opinion, be like mutual. So if he's going to give me a gift, I want to give him a gift or celebrate him in some way, shape or form. And the same with our anniversary. So I try to take some pressure off, if you will, on they, those days in particular. Now, my birthday, girl, I'm, I'm, I'm a birthday person. Now. I, I celebrate big time for my birthday. OK, that was before marriage, during all of the above. So 
that's a whole nother story. But for Valentine's Day and our anniversary, we really try to mutually celebrate it or celebrate it, you know, reciprocally. That's what I'm trying to say. And so, and and I will say, was it last year? I think it was last year. I was like, I want to like just do the most for Valentine's Day, just because. You know, I felt like we were just kind of in a rut where it's like, okay, you tell me what you want, I tell you what you want, and we'll get it, you know. And I was like, no, I really want to be thoughtful. And so I did like a scavenger hunt and did like little gifts for each day leading up to Valentine's Day. And it honestly like ignited something in our relationship, in our marriage. But then I also feel like it ignited something in our gift giving as well. Like, I mean, I feel like we both have been much more thoughtful over the past couple of years about what we get each other and not just being predictable. So, um, yeah, so this year, of course, you know, I, I felt like I said the bar kind of hollers you. I'm like, oh, Lord, <laughs> but all that to say, I really want to make sure that it's reciprocated, that he feels just as celebrated as I do. So right. uh, now here's a question. Did you celebrate Valentine's Day as a single? And if you did, how? Yes, I celebrated Valentine's as a single because. You know, it's it's kind of hard when you're looking at happy couples and they're like, you know, getting flowers and being taken out. And it can, it can kind of be a little, you know, depressing, like if you're single and you see all these people like celebrating. So what I used to do when I was single on Valentine's Day, I would pamper myself on that day. And... It could just be like, I might get my nails done. I might take mm -hmm. myself out to eat or grab uh, to go if I don't want to be like in the atmosphere. Because mm -hmm. I, I will go to a restaurant restaurant by myself and eat. Even even uh, now that I'm married, like I, yeah. I do that too. Um, so on Valentine's Day, like I might like grab something to go, something that I really like and just kind of like pamper myself and try not to like think on the things that I don't have and then appreciate like where I am in life and in the season. And I know it's, I know it can be hard when you're single and you might be like wanting, um, you know, a, a boyfriend or a, ma a husband, um, but just remember to like celebrate yourself and treat yourself right. That's so good. And I mean, and I, I say that's so good because at the core, it's good. I think oftentimes we kind of use it almost as a cliche now. It's like, girls, just love yourself. But like, no, really, really, like we really do have to love ourselves, you know, as singles and in marriage, because if we don't, then we have nothing to give anybody. So right. I mean, that's really, really important. And not just waiting until Valentine's Day to profess your love for yourself. Like, love yourself for real like and whatever that looks like in that season if it means i need to sleep in today if it means i'm getting a massage if it means i'm gonna say no and stop over committing like whatever that loving yourself means if it means i'm gonna eat right and exercise more like prioritizing yourself you have to because if you don't you have nothing to give to those that are around you um 
I know when um, I'm, I'm huge on pampering too, single and married, big on big on pampering. So I'm right there with you as far as the, the pamper moment. I will say though, probably the last few years before I got married, I really kind of made it like a girlfriend's weekend where we would go out, we'd go out to dinner and actually um, in Atlanta, um, and I don't know if they're doing it this year, but it's, it always seemed like right around Valentine's Day, the Alvin Ailey was, was performing at the Fox. And so we would go to the Fox Girl and, and, and watch us some Alvin Ailey and go out to eat and dress up. Like we like made a weekend of it. And it was so fun. Like I loved it. I loved it. Um, and so that's always a great thing for me where it's like, just do something fun. I think one year we might have went painting. Um, but and again, it does not have to be on the actual day of Valentine's Day. It's actually probably better if it's not because it won't be as crowded. You know, you'll be able to kind of get where you want to go and not have to wait forever for reservations or what have you. So and that's honestly whether you married or single. Like I know we if we do go somewhere on Valentine's Day, we might do breakfast, brunch, you know, but that dinner scene is usually crazy yes. <laughs> so all i have to say yeah find a different time and celebrate if you want to celebrate you know but i was telling um toya we, when we were before we went on i was reminded that we actually interviewed some newlyweds i think this was gosh back in season four and they were talking about how they don't celebrate valentine's day like they basically they're like hey i i celebrate love loving you and our relationship more than one day a year, it doesn't take a holiday to do that. And so some couples are like, hey, it's just another day. And matter of fact, you know, we just did date night or we just came off vacation or we just did a pamper me session or whatever. And, you know, it's just another day. So I don't think there's a right or wrong way or reason um, as far as celebrating Valentine's Day. But I will say, make sure that you love yourself you take time to love on yourself whether you're single or married and then if you're married make sure that you are still actively dating and courting and pursuing one another you know and that's whether you celebrate valentine's day or not so yeah yes i agree what are some things that you've done um that chris has done in the past for valentine's for you oh that's a good question chris you know i will say this when chris he 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 takes the cake for like thoughtful gifts. I feel like I'll usually try to break the bank and, <laughs> and he'll be like, oh, that's nice. And I'm like, you know how many seconds? But then he'll turn around and do something like super, super thoughtful. And I'm like in tears, like, why didn't I think of that? So, but we actually, in this, I want to say we were engaged, but we had, yeah, we were engaged. We were saving for our wedding. So we had like, I think a challenge of it. It was like, $10 or less. We're not spending a lot on Valentine's Day. And he got me this um, uh, memory box. And in the memory box, he actually put cards and notes that he, um, like, that were written for me. And then also he was like, hey, you know, put, you know, this is where you can store our keepsakes in the future, you know, and they were like pictures and it was so sweet. I was like, oh my gosh, like it was so sweet. And so yes, thoughtful gifts really get me. And then, and I'm trying to remember if this was on Valentine's day or not, it may have, I don't know, but 
I always tell us, well, I may have told this story on this show. I don't know. Did I tell y'all the story about the vacuum cleaner? Does that sound familiar? I don't know. Okay, okay. But we had just we had just started dating. And um for those of you that may or may or may not know, we I mean it was a, a rocky journey for our dating. I think Chris had just gotten laid off when we first started dating. So he was like literally like living on unemployment and still like, you know, I'm gonna take you out here, we're gonna go here. And I was like, okay, hold on now. <laughs> How's this gonna work? How's this gonna work? So we were talking on the phone one day and I think I was cleaning up and I was like, gosh, my vacuum, I need a new vacuum cleaner. My vacuum cleaner is broke, blah, 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 you know. And literally it was just in passing conversation. So we were just went on talking about whatever else. And the next time he came to my house, he showed up with a new vacuum cleaner. And to wow. me, that was like the sweetest thing in the world because I was like, it was so thoughtful. Like I, it wasn't something I asked for. It wasn't something I was expecting, but the fact that you paid attention to something that I needed and sacrificed <laughs> to get it for me, like that was huge. So I will say that um, we actually, gosh, what else have we done? We definitely done the fancy restaurant thing, but I think it was cool to like experience his taste because he'll like, he su selected a restaurant I hadn't been to before. And um, we kind of just tasted different things off the menu and just tried different things we hadn't tried before. And so I think for me, um, like thoughtfulness is huge. And then also time, you know, just time quality time with one another so those stand out to me but i'll let you know if i think of anything else yes so but do you have any any great valentine's day memories with ryan that you oh have? i have so many i think the one that takes the cake was when we were recording and i had no idea that he was such a huge gift giver so I went, I was working at Lindley Middle School at the time and I walked into my classroom. He apparently had a conversation with my principal ahead of time and he decorated my room with, it was like this giant teddy bear um the edible arrangements and all kinds of things for like valentine so when i walked in to my classroom to get ready for like the day it was like all this stuff in there and then um he had a key a spare key to my house and so when i came home he i walked in and i still have the little globe here Oh, God's gift, Angel of Mine, January 23rd, 2011. Um, and he had this sitting out. Um, his laptop was open and it was playing Angel of Mine. I love that. What in the world? I love that. He had it on loop on his laptop. And then later on, we went to um, Ruth Chris for dinner. And I was just like blown away by all the um, gestures of the yes. day. Uh, and he's done stuff like that throughout the years. And then there's a poem 
that he wrote too that I, I have hanging in my office. But he does a lot of thoughtful things. I love that. I was going to say, Ryan, if y'all have not heard uh, bits and pieces of their love story, you should go back to previous episodes. But Ryan is like the romance king, like for real. Like he is like, he is big on like the fairy tale. I'm going to paint a picture. I'm going to go all out like that is Ryan all day long. So I love that. I love that. That's awesome. So those are our Valentine's Day stories. Hopefully you got some uh, inspiration, I should say, from some of what was shared. Do we have anything else we want to talk about for truth? I think that was it. Okay, all right, let's move on to events, okay? So, you know, for events, we, we, we gotta catch up. It's been a minute, okay? So we got a little bit of what's trending in there, but then we also have our infamous breakups and hookups that we got to talk about. Okay. So what's trending? A lot has happened a lot. Okay. So, uh, first off, you know, we got to give a shout out to our girl, Kiki Palmer, who is officially prego. She actually announced that, uh, several weeks ago when she was hosting SNL and showed her beautiful baby bump. She, um, is actually expecting with her longtime boyfriend. And it actually, um, I remember her talking about this relationship before, the pregnancy reveal, just talking about how different she felt about this relationship. Like she could completely be herself. You know, she was, you know, happier than she'd ever been. So I'm, I'm hoping that they make it official and tie the knot soon, but she definitely seems very happy. And we are giving them all the love and best wishes for a smooth remainder of the pregnancy. I don't know if she's done a gender reveal yet. Do you know if she's revealed what she's having yet? I don't think she has. Okay. But- I'll say I know um, there were some like trolls on like Twitter, TikTok, or something um, related to Kiki before she was prego, and they were like like bullying her and like talking about how she wasn't like cute without makeup and just just like being mean. Mm -hmm. So I love how she is out there showing off her baby bump, maternity photos. And just telling those haters to leave her alone, basically, like, move on. Yeah. And I mean, the reality of it is, it's always going to be trolls out there. Like, that's just the world that we live in. You know, I jokingly said to my husband one day, I was like, gosh, with the age of social media, everybody thinks their opinion matters. And it's sad, but true. I mean, yes, your opinion matters, but not about everything and not to everybody. So, you know, I apologize that she had to go through that. But I mean, hey. It's, it's the world we live in. And so I'm glad that she knew how to clap back and keep it moving. So, and remain an inspiration to us natural girls out there. Okay. For real. So, uh, so congrats again to Kiki and uh, boyfriend and baby on the way. All right. So next up, it was a big, it's, it's been a big couple of weeks actually for Beyonce. Uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, she's going on tour. She announced her new tour. So everybody's like, how can I get tickets? When can I get tickets? How much are the tickets? And you know, I think somebody told me tickets start at like 650 and then like go up to like 10 G's. I was like, good luck with that one. (laughs) But I am going to tell you, have you ever been to a Beyonce concert? I have not. I have been to a Beyonce concert. And when I tell you it's an experience, it is an experience. And this was like early on, like this was probably when she had like first gone solo. It wasn't 
at her height. So I'm sure they've gotten even more just outlandish and extravagant and, and all that good stuff. So uh, I could see, you know, why people are still scrambling to, you know, use their rent money to buy the tickets. Uh, <laughs> I would not recommend that. But, you know, if you've got the loot like that and you want to splurge, have at it, have at it. So she announced her new tour dates. And then also she made history at the Grammys this year for winning the most Grammys of all time. She actually surpassed, I believe it was a conductor, a classical conductor that had gotten the most Grammys prior to her. And she, she, yeah, she blew them out the water and, and, and killed it um, at the Grammys. And I really appreciated her speech. Like she was just talking about, I just want to, take this time. I want to take in this moment. I don't want to rush through it. I don't want to belittle it. I just want to be present in this moment, you know? And so I was, I, I love that because I don't think we take time to be present enough in life. So I don't think it was Hans Zimmer. My husband is chiming in. I think it was George Stoltz, but you can check me on that. I was trying to Google it to make sure, but we go back and forth like this on the music facts. Okay, but anyways, um, all that to say, uh, yeah, she was like, I really want to stay in the moment. And so I was grateful for that. But um, yeah, I know we had talked about her song, Cuff It, uh, which is what pushed her over the edge. She also thanked the queer community for promoting her album. She thanked God for protecting her and keeping her. So it's a whole lot in there. You know, I'm just going to say we're going to pray for Beyonce. But I will say, too, on that note, I want to say I think it was the day of the Grammys or the date knows the day she dropped her tour dates. Uh, Tasha Cobbs Leonard was going viral because she had posted a prayer for Beyonce, which kind of got some mixed results. I actually had a very interesting discussion with one of my friends about it where she was like, I think Christians, you know, um, try to show their support for mainstream artists in order to make themselves seem relevant instead of really having a genuine concern for that person. So, but I don't know if you, did you see this? Happening? Oh, that sounds interesting. I, I would like to know about the prayer. It was a powerful prayer. Like she, I mean, she was, you know, just praying that God would cover and keep her and her family and just the weight that comes with somebody of that, of that fame status, which is so true because quite honestly, you know, and I tell people this all the time, you can, no, no human is meant to carry that much glory only God is. And you can literally crumble under the weight of that glory if you aren't careful. Because again, we weren't meant to carry that. And um, I've seen it, we've seen it time and time again with those greats, you know, the the Michael Jacksons, the princes, you know, the the where people are like literally crying in your presence. Like that was never meant for a person. That was always meant for God. And so you know, Beyonce is one of those people where people are like, oh, hell, the queen. Oh, my God, I can't even, you know, breathe in your presence. I'm never washing this shirt that you touched again, you know. And so and that's a lot that comes with that. So she did pray regarding that and just the secret desires of her heart that God would meet them. And I, I you know, I thought it was a great prayer. But I think at the same time, a lot of people were saying in light of the music that she puts out there, which we've talked about, um, whether you thank God or not, you know, it doesn't sound like you are actively trying to live a life that's pleasing to God. So I know I threw a whole lot out there, but what are your what are your thoughts basically on 
um, any of it. I mean, like, do you do you feel like Beyonce is a legit believer? Do you think people should pray for her? Like, what are your thoughts? Um, I definitely think people should uh, pray for her. Mm-hmm. I, I would not be able to judge on, you know, like, if she's a true believer or not. I don't think I, you know, I don't think anybody can really judge that. Only that God can you know, judge the heart um, and judge like your life choices and things like that. So I won't like speak on that. Um, And uh, I think it's great that, you know, that she, Tasha prayed for her. I don't know what flack she's getting because I mean, it's a prayer, like (laughs) somebody's praying for you or like why, like why would people be upset about that? So I'm not really sure. Um, I definitely think the tickets are overpriced for me. I would, won't be there. Um, but I do know a couple of people that are trying to go to the concert. So I hope they have fun. Yeah, it's a good, it's going to be a great show. I have no doubt about that. I mean, Beyonce, her, to me, she, when it comes to performances now, living, there's nobody else like her now. So, yeah. So all that to say, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And then also another amazing artist made history during the Grammys, the incomparable Viola Davis. She actually became an EGOT because of her Grammy win. So those of you that may or may not know, an EGOT is when you're able to win an award in all four categories for film, television, uh, stage, and music. So Emmys is the E, G is for Grammys, O is for Oscars, and T is for Tony. And uh, Viola has officially won at least one of each of those, which is amazing. She actually won the Grammy for her um, audio book that she uh, recently released, her memoir. And so Congrats to Viola. I'm super yes. excited for her. Congratulations. I'm definitely a Viola fan. I yes. love her as an actress. Um, How to Get Away with Murder. That was like my TV show when it was on. I faithfully watched that and I loved her in Woman King. Uh, yes. I never thought that. Um, she's, just, she's just a very. Um, she has a lot of range in her acting abilities. So I love it. Absolutely. Yes. So shout out to Viola. Congrats on that. All right. So that's what's trending. But you know, we got to talk a little bit about our uh, hookups and breakups. So we're talking hookups first? Hookups? Yeah. All, right. All right. Hookups. Oh, all I can say is Lori, 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 Lori. <laughs> Lori, 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 Lori. So our girl, Lori Harvey. Yeah. Um, It's almost like, and we were joking, like Lori and who dot, 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 because you can almost fill in the blank at this point. Okay. So we talked about her major breakup with uh, the Michael B. Jordan. He actually talked about that on SNL a couple weeks ago, which was um, which was interesting, I should say. Uh, but yeah, it recently came out that she is dating the star of Snowfall, Mr. Damson Idris. And uh, she actually did an interview, and this wasn't necessarily about their relationship, but she rarely does interviews. So she actually did an interview and uh, was basically just talking about how um, you know a lot of people speculate about who she is, the type of person that she is, and you know basically they're wrong. 
you know, and uh, they were asking about the whole dating piece and with her father being Steve Harvey, um, like what advice has he given her as a date, you know, on the dating scene? And she said, to know that I'm the prize, to know that I have value, to know that I have worth, to know that I bring something to the table and to not settle. So all that to say, she is going to live her best life. She don't care what y'all got to say. And uh, yeah, right now her best life includes dating Jameson Idris. So any, any, any thoughts on Miss Lori? All right, Miss Lori, go ahead, get you uh, your actor. She likes actors, it looks like. <laughs> for now, for now. For now. Oh, shout out to her. So, all right. Uh, and Mache in the building, thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, so, we'll, we'll see. Do you have any, uh, uh, if you were a betting woman, <laughs> how long you think, how long you think this shit gonna last? Um, my guess is we'll be talking about breakups with Miss Lori by April. Okay, okay. So we're gonna give it till spring. Mm -hmm. Spring. Okay. Because actually, and I was thinking about this. I was like, when does cuffing season officially end? <laughs> you know, it, does it end right after Valentine's Day? Does it have to warm up a little bit? But I think you're right. I think it's a little bit after. I think it's further after Valentine's Day, like spring. So. That'll give her time to, you know, have a hot girl summer by then. So <laughs> if we we give it to April, she'll be like, all right, it's time. Hit these streets and, you know. It'll, so. it'll definitely be in season six. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. All right. All right. So <laughs> that is our first hookup that we're going to talk through. And the second one, okay, Shelly from TLC and Matthew Lawrence from one of my childhood faves, Boy Meets World. Uh, so it recently came out. I think it was over the holidays. They posted some pics together. And, uh, you know, it officially came out that they were dating. And then Joey Lawrence, also from another one of my childhood favorites, Blossom, his brother, Matthew Lawrence's brother, he came out and said, yeah, I've never seen my brother more happy, you know. And, yeah, they, they are living their best life. And so we were, we were talking about this earlier, and I was like, yeah, Chili – Chili stay robbing the cradle. She does. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. Chili looks amazing. She's in her 50s and she looks amazing. So I'm not mad. I'm not mad at her. But, at her at all. Yeah. Not so, young man. <laughs> get your tenderoni. You're young tenderoni. <laughs> and Matthew, he's not, he's not that young. I want to say he's in his maybe early 40s. He's probably in his 40s, I would say. But, anyways, it's probably a good 10 year gap between them. So do you think that this relationship can stand the test of time? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if she's catching water. What is it? Don't go catch oh, don't catch the waterfall. waterfalls. <laughs> yeah, Chili, I mean, there's no, in my opinion, there's no reason why Chili should be married by now. I mean, she's been on, been in all kinds of relationships. She's dated the best of the best, but she's like, nope, nope. So I don't know if she just has super high standards or if she just has a history of attracting, you know, the wrong person. I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with these two. Honestly, I don't know if she wants to be married at this point. I think she may just be like, hey, let's have fun, see what happens. But we'll see. We'll see. So that is our hookups segment. So on to the breakups. All right. All right. And this one we kind of saw coming. 
We talked about this one during season five. Our girl Nia Long, she officially called it quits with Coach Ime Udoka. And uh, yeah, it, it was time. Now, of course, you know, a lot of things surfaced um, during since then. You know, of course, you know, it was it was um, stated or it came to the surface that he was in an inappropriate relationship while he was a coach for the Boston Celtics and, you know, was put on leave and left the team and all that. And, uh, and then it also surfaced after that, that, hey, this is nothing new that, you know, he's been in multiple relationships with other women all while being engaged to the Mia Long. So, you know, some people were like, did she expect it? Did she know? Is she used to it? You know, but I think, you know, it was time for them to call it quits. I guess I'm wondering, though, do you think that she called it quits to save face? Or to was she actually tired? Like I deserve better, and I don't want to be in a relationship like this. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I think it could be a combination of um, things because she. I mean, everybody. It was broadcasted for everybody, and I think if she would have stayed, people would have been like, "Girl, are you silly? Like, why are you in this?" Uh, forever fiance relationship with this guy who's been unfaithful to you. Yeah. Like, what what are you doing? I know they have a child together, um, but I'm just glad she, you know, called it quits finally. Yeah, I mean, but like you said, that's the father of her child. So, I mean, it's not like she can really be like to the left, to the left. Like, I think there's always going to be some type of relationship there. So, and like you said, I'm sure people were looking at her like, how could you stay in a relationship like this? But if that was what the situation was, and this was just everybody else being informed about it, I mean, hey, so I don't know. I don't know. I just, I will say, I, I hope that she knows that she deserves better, that she realizes she deserves better. And that is not just for show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really, yeah, that's tough though, especially when there are children involved, it's very tough. And she has um, been forced to talk about it lately because she's been doing press for a lot of, you know, she's in movies, she just did um, The Best Man Final Chapters. Like she's been out there producing stuff and, and, and acting and stuff. So as she's trying to promote these things, of course they're gonna ask her, you know, how things going, you know? So, <laughs> It's hard. It's very hard. So, but I, yeah, I mean, she's maintained grace in the midst of all of it. You know, she, she knows how to do that. I'm sure. Cause she's been in the industry forever, but in the midst of all of it, I'm just, I'm praying for wholeness and healing. And just as she knows, Hey, there's so much better for you. So yes, we got you, Nia. We got you. All right. And then our last breakup that we're going to talk through uh, is Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott. Uh, they actually just had their second child together. And I think it was over the holidays where it was like, okay, why ain't y'all in the same pictures? Or, you know, something, something, something is awry. So all that to say it was official that they are no longer together. Now, I'm not gonna say I've really kept up with this relationship. I'm not really a huge fan of either one of them, but you know, I know them enough to say, okay, y'all. They broke up. But I hate, again, I hate when children are involved because it's like they in limbo. So we'll right. see. 
I don't know what's gonna happen with this. Ryan knows the headlines are saying like they broke up because uh leading different lifestyles. Um to me, I'm like, well, that kind of resonates with like uh being unequally yoked with someone. So if they're leading different lifestyles, then yeah, maybe they should go their separate separate ways, you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll see, y'all. We'll see. I can't say I'm going to keep an eye on this one because I, I don't really know them like that. <laughs> we'll see. Look, look, like I got any of them on speed dial, girl. But anyways, anyways, that concludes our segment for hookups and breakups. So anything else for events before we talk advice? Let's talk about advice. All right. Kick us off, Toya. Kick us off. <clears throat> All right. So I know you kind of mentioned earlier that you applied to grad school so congratulations on that what i want i want to know uh what are some tips that you can give um to our audience if they're if they have goals that they're trying to pursue like what are some practical things that they should do Absolutely. And I will say, I mean, I was talking with some people about this um, a couple of weeks ago because um, I've always believed in, you know, higher education and learning and growing and developing. Uh, But after I got my bachelor's, my life just kind of went in a completely different direction. And I ended up working in full-time ministry for about 10 years, which I loved. I would not take that season back at all. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it, but it just, a lot of things went to the back burner and I kind of had this love hate relationship, if you will, with grad school ever since then, um, I applied before gotten accepted before, but it wasn't really a priority. I was like, okay, I'll come back to that. Or, you know, I want to make sure that it's something that I can actually apply to, whatever I'm working on, or I'd always be like, okay, what's my motive here? Like, am I doing this because, you know, I want to, um, you know, add something to my status or add another title or, you know, like what, what is it? And so I always knew, especially as, you know, as I got older where I was like, okay, if, and when I do go back to school, it has to make sense and not, just makes sense like, you know, finding a major that I enjoy or an area of, of expertise that I want to pursue, but it has to make sense with the rest of my life. Like whatever else I am pursuing or working on or what my goals are or, you know, anything like that, you know, it, it has to serve me in more than just, oh, I got another degree. So all that to say, I kind of had my eye on um, this program in particular for, I want to say like the last five plus years. And um, it wasn't until recently where I was like, okay, now I think it's the time. And I'll tell you, I, I say, I think it's the time for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, Creative Air, which is the company that me and my husband have, we, um, have, we've had some great successes and we're continuing to grow. And as we prepare for this next season, I was like, I really need to increase my business acumen. Like I really just want to make sure that we are doing everything we need to in order to lay the foundation for a successful company. And so um, that was the first thing. And because of that, I needed whatever program I entered, whatever degree I pursued for me to be able to practically apply it to whatever I was dealing with in real life. 
I didn't want my case studies to be based off of a case study in a book. I wanted my case study to be based off of something I'm literally dealing with right now. Like, okay, I'm trying to work on this strategy and put it together. Here's some feedback, you know, um, or give me some feedback, you know, um, or I am encountering this scenario on my nine to five job and I could really use some insight on how to approach it. And I need that input. So it needed to be something that I could practically apply to my day-to-day -day life. You know, that was the second thing. And then it also needed to be something that I could, that was where I could work at my own pace and um, where I could pursue it in a manner that is flexible. It doesn't mean that I'm not willing to work hard, but it means if I need to work hard in the wee hours of the night or the wee hours of the morning versus during 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., then I have that option. And so flexibility was a huge thing for me. And then also cost. I mean, student loans are real. You know, we've talked about that. And I was like, it needs to be something that I can actually afford. Like I'm not trying to consume tens of thousand dollars of, you know, debt for just something that sounds good. Like it has to serve, serve me just as much as, you know, it, it has to serve me well. So all that to say, I, I needed those criteria met. And so um, when I came across this program, it checked all those boxes and I was like, okay, I think it's time for me to take the step to apply. Um, it's a year long program uh, with the option of it being uh, two years. So I figured, hey, I'll do the first year, complete my master's. If I like the program and I wanna complete the second year, then I'll do that and get my MBA. So we'll see what happens with it. But I would just say as a working adult, my priorities have shifted a lot. And I had to come to a place where I was like, this is my life and I'm not, you know, a 22 year old student anymore. And so because my priorities have shifted, I could not be afraid to say, this is what I need in a program instead of trying to shift everything else around for the program, if that makes sense. And so um, I would just say, don't be afraid to uh, be clear about what your priorities are and what your wants and your needs are in this season of going back to school because none of that um, should negate the quality of education available to you. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. definitely. So I hope that helps anybody that's considering and y'all are on the journey now. So I'll keep y'all posted. I'll let you know how things go. And who knows, I literally woke up, uh, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday morning and I was like, oh my gosh, am I really doing this? Is it time? So, girl, the second thoughts are real. We'll see. We'll see. All right. But yes. yeah. I, I can't imagine trying to go back to school right now in the season that I'm in in my life. Um, thankfully, I, I got my master's before we started having kids and stuff like that. Yes. I don't see how people do it when they have kids and work. And I mean, I have to do like certifications and different things, but it's not like, you know, a long-term schooling that, um, you know, I'm putting myself through. So um, kudos to you. 
<laughs> well, we'll, we'll see, girl. I was like, I ain't, I ain't done nothing now except put myself out there. So <laughs> I appreciate it. So we'll see. We'll see. Yes. All right. So you want me to ask you a question? Sure. All right. So let's see. I would say, what advice would you give to someone who's trying to make healthier decisions in their life? And it could be in any realm. It could be regarding diet and exercise. It could be just regarding their overall health. But what advice would you give to someone that's trying to prioritize? Um. Okay, so if we talk about making healthier, like, let's say, uh, food choices or nutrition, I would say set a goal, set a small goal, and make um, small changes and be consistent with the small changes um, and uh, work on the self-discipline. Like for me, um, when I am focused on like a weight loss goal, I normally have to say, okay, cutting out like the sugary drinks and I'm going to go to water or uh, sugar-free drinks and stuff like that. Um, I might start there like the first week. And then I might the next week, uh, well, in addition to the water, I might say, okay, look, I'm going to start walking again or consistently at least three times a week. And then the next week, um, I'll add something else to that goal. Um, I might focus on breakfast meals. Okay. I'm going to only do like pancakes and bacon one day a week instead of like Ryan loves making pancakes almost like every day. I'm like, nope, I can't do I can't eat that every day. <laughs> so like I'll have to like communicate that to him, like, hey, you gotta help me out on this goal. Like I'm not trying to do all that, all those carbs and stuff like that. And then um the next week I might focus on uh now incorporating lunch and making sure I'm doing like my proteins, my vegetables and fruit and water because I'm already doing the water from the previous week and then focus on dinner. Um, it's kind of like one step at a time, one meal at a time, one, one day at a time. So one step at a time. Uh, if, if I'm answering that question, I'm like making healthier food choices. Okay. Okay. No, that's really good. I mean, I think we oftentimes get overwhelmed by just like what we want the end goal to be that we don't focus on what are like, what's one thing that I can start right now or what's one thing that I can do right now. So I love how you were talking about just breaking it up into something that is small and that is attainable because those build with time and then they become something that you start to look back and see the results in so it motivates you to keep going so right awesome all right um this infidelity question i wasn't sure oh go ahead let me see we can both answer it i mean how do you recover from infidelity in your relationship yeah i mean first of all Thankfully, I, I have not experienced that. Um, don't plan to experience it. I think, you know what it is? I think that came from the whole me along conversation that we were having. I guess the question is, 
do you feel like you ever could? I mean, I, I know people that have recovered from it. And I'm like, I thank God for you. I pray I never have to. But do you, I don't know. Like, what, do you feel like that's something that you could recover from? Um, thankfully, I have never um, experienced that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a little cray cray. So I don't Busting windows out cars and slashing tires. Is that what you're going to do? That's what you're going to do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, you know, you never know how you're going to respond or react sometimes to certain things until you're in that predicament or in that situation. And based on my personality, I, you know, like the Holy Spirit has to keep me in check like all the time. Amen. Um, that's why I have to exercise to release, you know, built up tension. Yes. You know. Yes. No, <laughs> so I don't know, like, how I would be able to recover. I prayerfully if I'm ever in that situation. Um, I won't go too crazy, but I don't know. I'm going to need a lot of prayer. Taking okay, so taking our husbands out of the equation. Have okay, you ever about my husband? Yes. No, right. We we're not gonna entertain that. Have you ever been cheated on though in a previous prior relationship? It was never like officially um confirmed. I mm -hmm. had suspicions. Um which ultimately uh ended our relationship uh, because of it. Um, the dishonesty, I felt like, okay, I know I, I may not have the proof, um, but I, I have like the senses and the, you know, like you kind of, you, I don't know how to describe it. You, you just figure it out. Like, you know, something's up. Um, I guess it's intuition. And, you know, when I tried to address it, it was like one lie after the other, and then, you know, ultimately it led to our breakup and it was not received well uh, from the other part, party involved. So I guess, no, I, I, I don't think I would be good at, re I'm not good for giving advice on this. I, I break up with people. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's my advice. I, yeah, I guess I'm not good to answer that. I can't get yeah. it right, that. No, I, I got you. I got you. I was just curious. So aside from breaking up, you ain't bust their windows or slash their tires, did you, Toya? Or shall that? No, no, no. Shall you, you know, or we keep that? <laughs> you keep the fifth? I, did, I, I did not slash any okay. tires or okay. bust any windows. No. Okay. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. For but, you. I'm not, but I'm saying it, it's always like everyone has a crazy inside of them and it's always like a possibility no matter how like saved you are how holy you know you are or you think you are everyone has the potential to like you know yeah. some crazy stuff i'm just saying lovely yeah, right. crazy things so i don't know yeah no you you're absolutely right i um so i remember someone telling me this they were like everybody to your point has a certain percentage of crazy or or a certain aspect of crazy in them it's just a matter of what crazy your spouse can deal with and what crazy your spouse can't deal with 
like you know so that's that and then also i will never forget uh there's a uh uh gosh there was a musician that i was talking with and he said <laughs> i forgot how we got on this subject but he said he said yeah i think his father told him this or something but he was like he was like you know you never know who you're sleeping next to and i was like what like yeah i know who i'm sleeping next to like what are you talking about like me and chris i think i just got married but he was like no you really really never know and i was like what now what are you saying but i guess given the circumstances like you were saying there's just no telling what you can bring out of a person so that's why we need jesus that's and why we need jesus that's why we need the holy spirit so you're right and i think for me i think i would just remove myself from the equation that's just my personality so i don't know if i could deal with the infidelity yeah well, I will I will put a pin in this because like I said, there are women of God that I know of that have overcome infidelity in their marriages. I love to have them on the show. I'm actually trying to get them on the show for this season. So we'll see y'all if we can actually hear from someone that has officially overcome it within a marriage. Of course, we don't recommend you stay in that outside of marriage, you know, uh, but within marriage, a covenant made before God and man is that something you should try to overcome? Is it something you shouldn't? We'll continue that conversation and make sure we get some other people on here that can shed some light on it. So, yes. Cool. Anything else for advice before we close out? <laughs> you have some great questions. <laughs> y'all, if y'all have areas that you need, you I don't want to say, I mean, we use the word advice loosely because we are not experts in these areas. We'll give you our life experience. We'll tell you what the word of God says. But, you know, if you want us to weigh in, feel free. You can DM us. You can put it in the chat, whatever. You know, you can email us, whatever. If you know us personally, text us. We will not put your name in these streets. But just let us know because we, um, you know, we all need somebody to, to lean on. But anyway, we all need somebody to just kind of weigh in at times on different areas of our lives. So if you want us to include any of your questions in this advice segment for sipping tea, then let us know. We do these quite often. All right. All right. So let's get into, is it top picks? Yes. What are your top picks? What have you been reading, watching, and listening to lately? Mm. You want me to start or you want to start? Yeah, you can start. Um, okay. Well, I will say this. I, I actually have, have, taken in, consumed a lot of content over the past couple months. Uh, number one, I was fasting television during the month of January, which for me is harder than fasting food. I was like walking past the TV like, but yeah, that was a struggle. And then uh, quarantining, I was like, okay, I gotta you know figure something out here. So I did a lot of reading, uh, actually read Michelle Obama's newest book, The Light We Carry, uh, which I actually enjoyed. To be honest, I'm not a huge reader. Um, I try, I read a lot of articles, you know, things of that nature, but books, I'm like, okay, bite size, bite size. You know, I have two books that I started last year that I didn't finish. So I'm gonna try to finish them this year, but I actually finished this book and I hadn't read her first one, Becoming. So um, it was a gift. And so I was like, okay, this is a great opportunity for me to read it. And I really enjoyed it. So Michelle Obama's The Light We Carry, um, I started doing more podcasting and I got um, really into, and, and y'all, I may be late to the party on this one, but 
30 minutes with the Perry's Jackie and Preston Perry. I really, I really enjoy their podcast. Um, and I just enjoy their chemistry as husband and wife. Like I feel like they, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to just kind of experience their chemistry as they tackle. And it could be anything from, you know, diving deep in the word. I was listening to one about, um, headship for men and submission for women. Like, what does that mean? What does that look like? You know, but they do it in such a lighthearted way. Um, and so that was cool. And then, um, oh, and then I did before, before January over the holidays. And we talked about this or mentioned this briefly. We, you know, I had to watch uh, the best man. So I binged that literally in a day. I just watched the whole thing after Christmas and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, definitely it it was different because it wasn't a movie. So there were, I felt like some gaps or some spaces that they tried to fill in, but that they probably couldn't do as well because it was a series versus a movie. Um, but yes, so those, those I would say would probably be my top three. So my top picks. Okay, what about you? Um, while I was recovering, I read this book called November 9 by Colleen Hoover. It was really, really good. It was a page turner. And just to give you a premise about the book, um, well, I don't want to tell too much about it. Is but it a novel? Is it yeah, a novel? Okay. Yeah, it's a novel. Um, so there's this, it's like a romantic love story um, that has some really interesting twists and turns that you don't figure out until the end of the book so it's very intriguing but it is like a love story um about this girl that um has some i'll say scars and things from like a fire that she's in um she meets this guy um on november the 9th and they have this interaction. Um, she's with her dad at the time, and he kind of comes and rescues her because her dad is being like really mean to her. And then they have this pact where they meet at the restaurant um, every November 9th for like the next five years or something like that because her mom told her like you you can't be tied down to a guy until you're like over this age after you developed your brain fully and know what you want and so she's kind of like sticking to that like don't be tied down so it's a very interesting uh journey for those two um twists and, and lots of twists and turns that you don't see coming and it, it brought me to tears in some parts so it was a really good book um watching i, I also watched the best man that was really good um, I'm watching Married at First Sight this season. is mm -hmm. kind of slow. It's not as uh, interesting as some of the other seasons. Um, me and my husband, we also watch like All American, uh, Homecoming, Fire, Firefly Lane Girls. I don't know if you watch any of that type of stuff. But I, I've heard. What is Fire Firefly Lane about? What is it about? Um, these two girls that. Uh, grow up on the street called Firefly Lane. It kind of reminds me of like what show? I don't know, but it's like a friendship between these two girls. Okay. Uh, one that 
comes from a very like rough background uh, where her mom is like a single mom, kind of mm-hmm. with, like alcohol and drugs and stuff like that. And this other girl, her neighbor, um, comes from like a traditional, a traditional like middle class family, and they kind of grow up together and experience different like uh, life choices and seasons. Like it does like a lot of flashbacks and present mm-hmm. day. Um, type of scene. So it's, it's okay. interesting. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Any other top picks for the week? That's it for me. All right, y'all. Well, for the month of February, at least, as we uh, close out the month of love, we're going to have a love challenge each week. And so you want to tell everyone about this week's love challenge? Yes, this week's love challenge is demonstrating love in action. So what we want you all to do is show love to a stranger this week. Um, It can just be something as simple as making eye contact, paying for their food, paying for their coffee, or just helping them in some form or fashion. So we just want you to demonstrate some type of love in action. Yes. All right, y'all. So That concludes our season premiere for season six. And uh, next week, we're going to keep down the lane of uh, love and relationships and, you know, all that good stuff. And we're going to be talking sex, lies, and confessions. So you don't want to miss it. We're going to have a very special guest with us. And, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So we'll we'll hope to see you all next week, okay? good people don't forget to like us on facebook twitter and instagram click subscribe on youtube and subscribe to the podcast check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com see you next time